Welcome, everybody, to the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics, each over the course of one beer. I'm your host, Nick Wagella, and I'm joined today by my two producers for my other podcast, the 10 Dab Challenge, Bradley Savino and Lauren Watts. How are you guys doing today? Good. Fantastic. It's been a minute since Glad I've seen you guys. <laughs> um, uh, um, how is um, quarantine treating you in... Um, you know, the terribleness that it is. <laughs> um, we're surviving. Aren't we all? Yeah. It's been well, fair. Not all. Most of us. Of us. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> well, real- realistically, it is most of us are surviving yes. this. Few of us are dying. They're just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we will get into it. <laughs> it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, um, something that hasn't been surviving is our podcast 10 Dab Challenge, but we will be bringing that back eventually. Um, so um, I actually wanted to ask you guys, um, what's it like uh, producing something like that, like a podcast like that? Because you guys were like the super producers of everything, and I was just, you know, the hired sexy talent. <laughs> it wasn't bad, except for it was doing it on top of everything else that you have to do. Mm-hmm. So it just made it a little stressful, but it was fun. I love doing it. Yeah, we, we we had an unfortunate start time of doing it during a pandemic, and I think that really fucked us up. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was very interesting to learning the challenges of something new like that, especially when a lot of us that were involved hadn't done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the talent acquisition, especially with our market, yeah, was extremely difficult. <laughs> Right, yeah. And hey. then always organizing a team is difficult. So I think we learned a lot of lessons with it. Yeah, no, um, uh, it was it was uh, a really fun experience, and I can't wait to get it back rolling once all this shit's over. But um, uh, anyways, before we get into everything that we're going to be talking about, Lauren, since you are the lead uh, as guest on this episode, what beer are we drinking today? Coors Light. <laughs> I don't know if we really need to get into what uh, Coors Light tastes like. But <laughs> is there any good history behind Coors Light? Is it old as fuck or anything? Well, Coors is brewed in uh, Bol- or Golden, Colorado, um, which is one of the most American beer companies that there is. You know, other than Anheuser Busch and I don't actually I don't even know where Miller um, gets their beer, but basically one of the standard light beers in Coors Light. And, you know, I have a special place in my heart for Colorado because that's where my best friend lives. But before we get any farther, let's crack these quality though. Definitely subpar. No, I just know that you can drink a lot of it and have a minimal hangover the next day. Yes, because it's almost all water. (laughs) And and, and a lot for you, Lauren, is probably not a lot for me. (laughs) Like two. (laughs) But um. uh, And that's a long night. (laughs) Um, uh, Coors Light is probably my least favorite of the light beers, like of like Bud Light, uh, Miller Light, and Coors Light. Um, and Labatt Blue Light, but it's my favorite of the full-bodied beers. Like the Coors General, just the straight-up Coors Banquet is the best of all the um, uh, other, uh, like the full-body ones, uh, rather than like Budweiser and, I mean, who drinks Miller Genuine Draft? I, that's MGD. <laughs> I, I used to back in the day, and I used to think that was classy when I was growing up. I don't think I ever drank it. <laughs> I don't know if I ever tried it. I'm sure I've tried it. So what's the highest ABV beer that's I did been... a fourteen percent one on this podcast, and I don't remember past two beers. Ooh. <laughs> it may or may not have been from drinking beforehand and then going into that, but yeah, that's the only time I've ever blacked out on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should do a limited series of super high ABV. See what happens. Beer number one. Sport. I am a... I would love to do that, um, uh, but you know, also it feels like torture <laughs> and embarrassment from when it gets to the final segment of the podcast. <laughs> You're editing it with extreme regret. Oh, we don't edit over here, honey. <laughs> we just let it go through and just <laughs> export it immediately. Go with it. <laughs> Easy. All right. Well, on to sports, everybody. Um, so the Lions just won, or just lost, sorry. Uh, I haven't done this podcast in two weeks because I'm uh, of Lauren. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. But uh, the Lions just lost to the Packers, and Matthew Stafford got hurt, and that's about as much as I want to talk about that. Um, uh, what is interesting is Michigan. Are you guys are you guys college football fans? I love college football. Mm-hmm. I haven't really been watching it this season, but I love college football more I think than it's the hardest NFL. time in history to be a Michigan fan. Are you guys <laughs> Michigan fans? That's yes. what. <laughs> Okay, yeah, well, it is. I'm a, I'm a state fan, but, um, you know, I don't really care that much. Um, just state looks cooler, and their helmets don't look like there's a yellow mustache on the front of them. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but I can't ever unsee it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for thank, that. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully Appreciate I forget. You. I forget. <laughs> but um, uh, Michigan had to cancel their game against Ohio State last week, and there was a big controversy of whether or not they were just throwing in the flag and saying, like, yeah, we know we're going to get smoked by them, so we're going to say it's on COVID or not. But um, regardless, they might have screwed Ohio State off of a chance to go to the Big Ten championship game and go to the college football playoff, even though this season is kind of a sham season, especially for college football, nonetheless, all the other sports teams. It was the best thing that happened to Michigan the entire year. There we go, Jim Harbaugh. You got something. (laughs) (laughs) They would have been blown out 100 to zero. It would have been so bad. Ryan Day did say that he was going to try to drop a 100 on them, which is the coach for Ohio State. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You guys are like semi sports fans, right? Not like Um, not like super hardcore. Very minimal sports. Yeah, I like sports. I'm just not diehard. What would be your favorite out of the four major sports, as in baseball, hockey, basketball, and football? Football. You a Lions like, fan? I mean, I'm a Lions <laughs> fan because I'm from Detroit. Like, mm-hmm. but Oh, yeah, it's not fun. Trust me, I'm a diehard. At one point, I did pile all my Lions gear up into a pile <laughs> and had my roommates hold me back from burning them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I just... Um... I don't know, but I don't have another team outside of that that is my favorite. My son really likes football. He can literally tell you anything about any player almost that plays, and he's a huge Steelers fan. Oh, boo, gross. <laughs> but, uh, the Steelers just lost. Haha, <laughs> sorry, son. <laughs> His fantasy team is doing good, though. Oh, I don't want to put that on my – not that. Never mind. <laughs> I have a really good idea for, like, a family – or even like a group of friends, but in a different way with fantasy football. I have an idea with it that I'm doing next year. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it then. You don't you don't want to talk about it on the podcast? No, because I don't want other people <laughs> to start doing it. Um. So I have uh like the the girls that I'm friends with. They do a league. It's called um the bitches bowl, and they just draft a bunch of hot guys and it, they eat like each week they have like you set your lineup against people and like. Each per- person in the league votes against them. Whoever wins, wins like 10 bottles of wine or something. Um, Wait, do which, they vote on who's the hottest of the two? 
Yeah, so like you know, like in fantasy football, <laughs> you set your lineup like quarterback, yeah, running so this, back. The stats don't matter at all. No, it's just basically who 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 the group consensus thinks is the hottest. But they have like a like a snake fantasy football draft, like a normal one with it. And I think it's like a genius idea that needs to be marketed because that could, there's some money in that. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. Or just everybody's gonna start doing it. It'd be fun. Yeah, well, if we're the first ones to patent it. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys are interested, we can talk about it. <laughs> um, Brad, um, uh, you, or, or actually both of you guys, did you guys ever play any sports in like high school or college or anything? I played soccer. Nice. Played baseball, football, through high school. Um, is um, do you have a favorite sport to watch? Baseball. Ba- oh, gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I like boring sports. <laughs> no, for me, it's more about the experience of the event. So, so you like really, really boring follow. events. <laughs> Comerica is not boring. You into classical music. <laughs> yeah, actually. He really is. Uh, story. Yeah, but, um, Shocker there. No, I'm more, I'm more about the experience of the event. So mm-hmm. I like going to the games, the environment, the atmosphere, the momentum in the air. 90% of the people that I ask about that are baseball is their number one sport, they always say, yeah, I don't really like watching it. I just really like being there. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I mean, who doesn't enjoy two people just playing catch over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, uh, my experience with baseball games is, like, of course, I love going to events with a bunch of people because I'm a people person naturally. But also, it's hot. It's always outdoors. It's so hot. It's <laughs> and it's boring. It's it boring. it's not like going to a football game where you're just I'm well at least for me if I'm going to a Lions game I'm out there screaming the entire time and yelling at other opposing fans and elbowing them when I'm walking by them which don't go to a football game with me everybody because it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy heckling the outfielders, which is much more difficult <laughs> in football games. That's, that's it's true. Too loud to heckle properly. <laughs> Well, I mean, actually, I think like in some of because in some of the um, uh, stadiums in the NFL right now, like there's only like a small amount of people there, so I'm sure that's a little different mm-hmm. now because I'm sure like they can actually hear you. They're gonna mark up sporting events now. They're gonna allow less people, and they're gonna be far yep. more expensive, and only the rich are gonna be able to go. That's yeah, capitalism, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Um, you guys, uh, wh- which one of those of of the four sp- major sports would you guys consider your least favorites? As in basketball, again, basketball, hockey, um, football, and baseball. And mine is, of course, baseball. I don't, I don't I just know don't because care I all it. like them. I like them all for different. Listen, I'll watch whoever's <laughs> winning in the Detroit. Okay, so if the Pistons are doing good, I'll watch them. Yep. If the Lions are doing good, I'll watch them. Is there any that, like, let's say, like, the teams aren't, like, because right now we're in a lull of Detroit sports. None of them are doing good. You're yeah, not, so you're, you're not, not watching any. No. <laughs> okay. Got you. What about you, Brad? It describes exactly the type of sports fan that Lauren is. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay to be a bandwagon fan for, um, uh, well, like, you know, if, like, you have your rooting teams, like, especially for basketball over the last, like, um, decade or so for the Pistons have been so shitty, like, Basketball is my favorite sport, so I like to go watch basketball. I couldn't put them as that's what it's so it's such a toss up. Going to hockey games, I've never been to a lot like real hockey game, but I think that would be so much fun. You've never been to like the Red Wings? No. Oh, they are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. I would rank them just uh, they're the third 
most fun out of all of them. Um, baseball, uh, clearly, I don't like baseball. I'm sorry to shit on it, Brad. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> but um, uh, I knew you better. <laughs> um, basketball games are the most like. You do basketball, football, hockey, baseball. That's what I do. Yep. Damn. Nice call. <laughs> Is yours the reverse? <laughs> no. No. Baseball, football, hockey, basketball. Okay. Well, you, have you been to a basketball game, like a Pistons game? Yeah. That is like a going to a casino watching those games. <laughs> it <you> is. <laughs> like, there's just constant lights, constant, like, every time someone makes a three, there's, like, hot girls coming uh. and shooting T-shirts at you. <laughs> <laughs> Their sound effects are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's the only sport where, like, they have, I mean, actually, they might do it in hockey, too, but, like, when there's actually action on the court, like, they're still allowed to have, like, music and whatnot, like, you know, the stupid Pascal music, like, do or like Mario music whenever you make a three. Here we go. Master P did not drive a tank out onto a basketball court for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, my father like is obsessed with sports, so I've kind of, you know, taken after him a little bit in that. Though I do understand the trivialness of it all because it's just. Like, it's the same thing over and over again, year in, year out. But basketball is the greatest because of the storylines it has with the players. Because, you know, football, there's um, like 11 starters on both sides of the field. And in basketball, there's just five. And, like, the storylines can be more um, uh, persuasive and whatnot. Like, you got fucking – we're living in, like, a basketball primetime. We got LeBron James and, like, Steph Curry and all these other players out there. And uh, <laughs> it's weird because basketball's result is kind of predetermined a little bit like it's the easiest one to predict who's gonna win um i had a i worked for i'm not gonna say where i worked but i had a patient that was a coach for the detroit pistons back in the 60s and he played for them in the 50s and he played the game with wilt chamberlain when he did oh like, shit yeah so Will um, Chamberlain, one of the best basketball players of yeah, all time. He, he played the game that like the hundred point game or whatever, like the one that made him. Yeah. And um he 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 was on his deathbed or whatever, so he was like telling everything, but he said that the games are totally fixed. He said he took his grandson to a game and he went down to tell the coach that the clock was still running and the co- coach showed him the Go sit down. And shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I I believe in some some of that, but not anymore, really. Like, but this was like <laughs> only a couple years ago. Like, no, like he took his son recently. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying, like, oh well. I mean, wh- who do they fix it for? Who knows? The same people that run everything else in this world. <laughs> I would hope the people that run everything in this world are not trying to fix fucking Elon sporting Musk games. Elon Musk called up and said, this fucking game is over. Yeah, <laughs> If 100%. Elon Musk was fixing games, the Rockets would have won a championship. Because every, everything makes everybody go a certain direction. Like, they're constantly feeding us whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I... I, I as you guys know, I'm sure I've talked to you about this in the times of uh, of the 10 Dab Challenge that I fucking hate conspiracy theories because it relies on way too many people to tell the same fucking lie for no um, uh, for no like reward really other than not making someone when you can just have like a book deal saying all this shit. I think probably 20 years ago, there's probably a lot more of that going on. Yeah, but with regulation and technology. I don't think they're probably fixing too many games. Well, yeah, if they're fixing games, it's just referees calling things. Yeah, yeah. right. They're like or, literally breeding people specifically for it. Like, 
to play. Do you mean literal breeding? <laughs> well, you know. Like, these um, two are the most corrupt people in the world. Let's make them have a fucking baby. And 20 years from now, this, <laughs> this guy's no, going to be the best I mean, fixer on the planet. Find, like, you know, kids that are really good, you know, the same mm. thing they've done for years. And then they'll condition them. Have well, you ever met, like, a, a real-life um, sports player? Like, had a conversation with them? I have not. They're dumb. They're <laughs> all of them. Because they don't have to be smart. Yeah. They live in a gym. And, and they have <laughs> right. people run their entire life. I had a a, um, a a professional football player who had to call his mom to ask if he could have money <laughs> for something. Like... That's crazy to me. Like, and 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 it's just like, mommy. Yeah, that's like that. You know, that's the thing of like being a professional athlete, especially like when you go to college. Well, I mean, I think it's a little different now because of how differently advanced we are and different things, and like people like learning stuff on social media, regardless of whether it's bullshit or not. But um, when you're just like when like basketball or football or hockey or baseball is your life, you don't really learn much other Anything. skills yeah <laughs> you eat sleep and breathe mm-hmm. through your sport your whole life yeah. so it literally one of my friends has a son i mean from the time i swear this little boy was like three years old obsessed with um like sport cards and he knew all these players and he religiously watched games and he was just like a baby you know and and yeah. now he can like play the hell out of football and baseball and he's like he's probably like 12 now but he's great but it's all he's done his whole entire life yeah Yeah. like like hopefully that works out for him but like you know with people that doesn't work out for like i don't know what that does to like a psyche of a person they become they become stuck in their wherever they grew up in their town where they were the at the top of their game and Mm. that's it and then they become a drunk and And they live at the local pub yeah hey cheers (laughs) (laughs) playing keno all weekend yeah right reminiscing about their high school years you know i'm glad i was never never giftedly um uh athletic because i don't have to deal with any of that you know well you know in terms of (laughs) thinking that my future like when i was in sixth grade i was like really into hockey but my family couldn't afford to get me to play hockey and i was always like yeah i just want to be professional goalie that's my goal and i'm like did you love the mighty ducks actually no Uh, the mighty ducks (gasps) is coming out again they're remaking it i had a feeling i'm so i don't know if i'm it's being remade right now we will get to that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, on that note though i think professional athletes have it extremely difficult life which yeah. is partially why they're compensated so well mm-hmm. but you can work so hard and not get fucking anywhere oh yeah um and then also your career ends very early so you run the risk right. of injury or falling out of the public eye or just having to retire early because you don't have a very long career span um mm-hmm. so that's why a lot of these guys their life ends so soon and then they have so many years left to try to manage finances and not get sucked into scams. Right. Yeah. Like especially like um uh, football. Like you know, most football players are only in the league for like two or three years. Yeah. Like you know the stars. They're there. What does for... that show that um where they look at players who made all this money and blew it away? Like oh, um, you know what I'm talking about. Is it a is it a like a a, a nonfiction show or like a like a yeah it's nonfiction. Okay, I actually don't know. Oh, it's great. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like it, especially for football, like it's even worse because like you also 
have been playing football your whole life and you're risking yourself for like fucking CTE and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, like we are just, I, there hasn't been many this year, probably because of everything that's going on, but there's players that retire early, like Andrew Luck of the Colts, like one of the best quarterbacks that was playing the game and one of the smartest quarterbacks um, retired like, like six years into his career when, you know, not winning a Super Bowl or anything, just like, it's like, yeah, um, I'm not doing this to my body anymore. And he actually is like a very smart person. Like, you know, he's an architect and whatnot, but like that changes the game a little bit. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Fof- I'm, I always have this question, like, um, so I don't have kids. Brad, do you have kids? No. But you do have kids, Lauren. I do have Would kids. Would you let your kids play football? Yeah, my son plays football. Okay. You don't have any issues against it? No. Okay. Um, I would say, like... In fact, I encourage it because when he's playing football, he does better in school. Well, that's good. I, just, I guess I'm more worried, like, because my brothers played football, and my youngest brother has, like, joint issues from just playing, like, little league and he didn't even play high school like just just from playing little league well, that's crazy um i had two concussions just in high school <laughs> from football from football yeah exactly from football how I, I don't think i've ever had a concussion what's it like it's terrible <laughs> it feels like amnesia like you just all of a sudden don't know who you are or where you're at that's crazy what happened what, what, very what, terrifying what'd you play you play you you went to garden city right uh, I went to Wald Lake Wald first, Lake. and then I finished in Garden City. What position did you play? Uh, I played nose guard and center at that time. Damn, how do you get concussions with that? Size. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe you're lucky that you didn't turn pro or anything. Yeah, I don't true. know. <laughs> or, like, at least – I feel like the worst people are the worst – odds of that it would be like good enough to make a college team and then keep playing college but not have it turn into a career mm-hmm. like then you're just like fucked like if you if you get a bunch of concussions and whatnot but make the pros and make like millions of dollars like yeah it's hard for me to have that much sympathy for you but i, I mean i do but um uh it's at least a little worth it <laughs> so no qualms about your children huh no <laughs> how many kids do you have three who's your favorite <laughs> I don't have a favorite. You know, lies. But lies. No, okay, you love all your kids differently, mm-hmm. just like you love your your friends differently, or you know what I mean, because they're different people. So you connect with them differently. Yeah. Just like anybody else, you know. So I don't have a favorite, but I'm you know closer to probably Aaron, my son, which my middle son, um, my daughter. Ooh, that's you know, rare. Yeah, well, my oldest son actually lives in Georgia. Um, he's 18. And then my daughter is 11, and she's totally opposite of me. She's like a total <laughs> loud, obnoxious, girly girl. And I'm like quiet and a total tomboy when I was her age. So yeah. she's like, wants to do her nails and her makeup. And she's got this little squeaky voice that everybody's like, oh my God, Alyssa, her voice is so cute. And I'm like, give it 10 minutes, you know? Um, with him, she'll be like, Brad! Brad! All the time, but, you know. It's just, you have a different relationship with your kids. Right. You know, on different levels. It's just like anything else, or anybody else in life. Yeah, got you, got you. I, um, uh, I don't know if I'll ever have kids, if I do. I'm definitely going to have a favorite. Sorry, future children, if you ever w- listen back to this. <laughs> no, um, you'll just be closer to that specific <laughs> one because you guys have a different bond. You well, know, the one you said you were the closest. Which one did you say you were the closest with? 
Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm starting <laughs> a Don't strife over me. here. But I feel like they know that. I feel like, okay. you know, it's because, I mean, he's just, I guess, maybe where he's at and what we've been through in mm-hmm. life. You know, he has a little bit more of understanding yeah. of me. <laughs> so it's easier for me to connect with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's just like you were saying, like as is with every human being, yeah. like, you know, like there's some people you just naturally vibe with. Yeah. And sometimes you just don't vibe with some people. <laughs> Even if they're <laughs> your own kids, you know. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're just little humans. <laughs> Facts. It is. You know, there's how, how many parents and, and children grow up and they don't speak. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not because they're crappy humans. It's just because they're just different people mm-hmm. and they just don't connect and had different opinions or whatever. Right. And parted ways. Yeah. I, 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 like, I think there are probably some crappy humans, but I do tend to see the good in everybody so amen i I just think it's just i don't know you know (laughs) anyways um Mm -hmm. uh um lauren you should hold up what's that your like topic you want to talk about oh hold up you gotta say yeah there you go hold up (laughs) nick hold up (laughs) do we get the song no, no, I don't. I don't have a drop. You <laughs> Sorry. gotta get Dr. Dre in here. Hold up. Hey. And Dr. Dre has walked into. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear that now. Okay, well, I don't have it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your hold up gonna be? What are we talking about? Because I exhausted my sports uh, bullshit talk. <laughs> well, I don't know. We should have just kept talking. <laughs> I thought you had something you wanted to talk about. I did. I wanted... Okay, so I I was on my way here, and I'm, like, thinking about what I wanted to talk about, and and I kept going over different subjects, and then I was bouncing things off of Brad, and and, um, I don't know, and then I I ended with, I wanted to talk about how influencers aren't, a lot of them aren't really the people that you think they are. I mean, they there are, so I don't want to discredit all of them because I've met some wonderful influencers in my life. Um, but I think that a lot of them are total turds. And if people <laughs> knew that, and, you know, you would be like, yeah. oh, my God, why am I just so fascinated with this fucking idiot? Well, <laughs> you the, know? The, the influencer craze is sure popping off these days, especially with, like, the invention and the market marketing of TikTok that it's done and you know like us being a team for 10 dab challenge like we interviewed a a couple of them and met a bunch of them um so yeah uh it's weird because i don't know if it's necessarily it's not i don't i wouldn't blame it on the influencer it's just it's like being a sports athlete like you're propped up your whole life and then you're actually thrust into the real world you're like hey i don't really know if i know how to talk to people Right. Well, it's not even they're um, they're just not exactly what you would expect them to be. You know, I don't know. Mm. Not even necessarily being able to talk to them or whatever. It's just they. There's a lot of them that put on this facade um, Mm. for the public. You know, and then in real life, they're just like. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Isn't this just like the symptom of the deeper problem of social media and people always putting a facade out? Yes. I mean, yeah. it's not just an influencer thing. This is everybody on social media. Are you, call, are you calling us two out? Yes. Ab- ab- <laughs> yes absolutely. Because um, you're I, not, you don't have that big of a social media preference. Pre- he doesn't uh, have one. Brad. He I has have zero followers. 
Nope. You just added me on Facebook, I think, a couple months ago after you I... You have him I, as a friend on Facebook. I just recently activated my <laughs> what the fuck? acceptance of friends. <laughs> so you have multiple friends? I went for... My oldest friend request was eight years old. <laughs> that might be the way to do it, though. I mean, yeah, like, unless no, you're trying I, to get I, into the game. I specifically have Facebook for Messenger and Marketplace. Mm. I don't post my life at all. Um, but getting me and you are different, Lauren. About, um, it is more of a social media problem. Though. I mean, people put out only their best, and then mm-hmm. that leads you to believe even influencers or your friends, family, the, these lives are perfect and nothing bad is ever happening to them. Mm-hmm. And that gets you so far straight away from reality because people are going through hardship every day. Not, right. I mean, some people are posting their heartache on social media. Yeah, and then you get you get crapped on for putting out your yeah, dirty if, laundry. If it's or not your a business. perfect picture, nobody wants to see it. Yeah, nobody wants to hear right. about it. But I think that problems has evolved into what we're seeing with the influencers now, um, because there's a certain amount of role playing, and you are an entertainer when you're an influencer, and you do have an agenda, and you have a market that you're catering to, mm-hmm. um, and usually when you meet them or interact with them, they're starkly different than what you would have thought they were going to be. Yeah, like when we interviewed um, Airsoft Fatty, like um, the fat Star Wars kid that got famous for being on Touch Point or whatnot, like meeting him was so much different than what I was expecting because he was not as... I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know him that well. Uh, I didn't follow him that well. But, like, him, when I asked him, like, hey, what's your last name? And he, like, got offended that I asked him his last name. I was like, okay, fuck you. I don't... <laughs> fuck you, Airsoft. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, there's just... Especially, there's, like, different kinds of that. Like, where people... uh, You know, like, Airsoft Fatty himself, like, I don't... I, I, he's famous from a random viral video. And he somehow marketed himself in a way where he has hundreds of thousands of followers, but you know we've 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 interviewed a couple other ones that actually have like decent personalities and seem like who they are. Like you know, shout out to Maddie Tokes. Yeah. Like she seemed more like would I see her on there? Um, but yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine being like because like it, it, specifically towards Airsoft Fatty, like he was uh, got famous from like a young age. And I think that changes you. But like mm-hmm. then meeting him, like realizing his like he's had his own struggles apparently, and, and that podcast got a, got a, got a little darker than I, than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, to the point I was talking about though, um, you have these influencers; they're entertaining. They have marketplaces, so you can't really fault them for not putting their true self out there. Yeah, I think the major problem that Lauren was trying to say is that people are taking their social cues from these guys yeah so yes you have to understand this guy's entertaining you this is mostly just an act you can't model your decision making in your life around what you're seeing on social media right especially not from a character yeah yeah so that, it's that's, like, and that's really detrimental to younger kids mm-hmm. uh younger people people who are impressionable mm-hmm. they see all this stuff happening they think it's real life it's right. not real life fucking real life is not on the internet right yeah yeah no yeah exactly like even like um us like people that are in various age groups like you know like there's influencers of every age not just all these like young you know tiktokers or whatnot like we are influenced by other things like we were talking earlier about a podcast that uh, you listen to and there's a podcast that i listen to every day and i'm i know i'm influenced by them and they're not necessarily social media influencers but like everyone's influenced by like 
like they always say like you are what you eat but you sound like what you can what you listen to did, and like did you watch the social dilemma on netflix i did not i i'm afraid to because i love it. social media <laughs> and i'm afraid that it's gonna watch make me it. not <laughs> you're it's literally it's running your life like you, i know <laughs> things that you wouldn't you wouldn't have thought of otherwise it will pop up on your phone you know like especially now with like facebook and stuff like oh so and so commented on bob joe's post mm. like why are you making me nosy you know facebook's like the nosy neighbor you know like yeah. oh my god so joe commented on karen's post you should go read it <laughs> you see what he said dude yeah. like it's unbelievable <laughs> like imagine like I, I don't i don't think you guys are on um like uh dating apps or whatnot but being on dating apps it's like I did okay. So for the for for just the shits of it, I did open my uh, Facebook dating for like a day. That yeah. is the worst. Okay, so it's fun at first because you feel empowering because you're like, no, 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 yeah, no, no. no. And then as a as as a woman, it's probably everyone you say yes to is probably yes because all men are thirsty. You gotta go through like a hundred no's, and then you get one, and and, and it you know it's nothing, but like they're. It's just the most, but my stupid like thing <laughs> would not stop. It was like ding, 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 ding. And I couldn't even, I, it was like, I'm like, I couldn't do this. No way. Yeah. There's, it's just overwhelming. There's the worst no, thing ever. Like someone who, like I've been single for like two years now. And um, I was just like recently with uh, someone who I thought I was going to date, but didn't work out. Um, but like I had that little break of like a month of not being on these apps. And that was very <laughs> refreshing. But now going back to them. Um, it's like, it's just so addictive. Like it's purposefully addictive, which you know, you know, get your bag, uh, Bumble, Facebook, or uh, Tinder. But their interest and... isn't fi- you finding someone; it's that you continue swiping. Yeah, yeah. It's That's, just like something yeah, like you can do you when to you're bored. Find someone to date. Like I'm prone to procrastinating, so like I'll wake up. You know, the whole thing with phones. Like I, I get what the, I know what the social dilemma is going to tell me, and I'm afraid that I'm going to be like, fuck. I need to get off of all these things. But as someone who hosts a podcast, a couple, m- multiple podcasts, you know, like I feel, I don't know if that's just um, a crutch I'm using to stay on these apps. Beer number two, entertainment. I mean, this does segue perfectly into this anyway. But I'm, uh, like if I'm, if, if, if I'm on these apps, then uh, like they're going to find ways to keep me on them. And like, so I'm like, ooh, look, somebody liked you. Oh, okay, well... I better swipe through a bunch before yeah. <laughs> whatnot. And yeah, it all, it, it all is uh, a lot. And yeah. That's why I was like, no, I don't know how you do it. Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming. It's just, I feel like it's, a, and then who was I talking to? Somebody said that when you actually meet that, the person in person, it's super fucking awkward. Like it's just weird. Yeah, well, yeah. From a, it, it's whenever somebody meets me, it's not because, uh, you know, I'm good at uh, <laughs> conversations. I do have a lot of practice, um, but I can imagine like if you imagine you meet somebody that's really dull and boring, like that, but is really good at texting. Like, right. Right. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a lot. I'm glad you guys haven't experienced that yet, and um, I would implore you not to. <laughs> I've always met my my people in real life. Mm, yeah, I mean, I've never met somebody that I've dated for a while on there. <laughs> yeah, it's just a hookup <laughs> thing. I think you guys just well, mean... yeah, it can be, but like you know, some people do find it on there, but um... that's also gross. You guys are gross. Okay, relax a little bit. <laughs> I was close this last time, but you know. 
oh, things no. happened. There, and did you? I used to um, just okay. I look up a lot of weird stuff for entertainment, just because I think people in general are funny, and just just to find the deeper and deeper stuff that people are attracted to. Where was I going with this? Because in talking about this, I totally are we get into to, some kinky shit. Come yeah, because I totally it. went to like the weird porn <laughs> with the cake farts is one. If you ever look at that one. Porn? Like, you, you say porn? Yeah. Cake th- farts is a porn subject? Yeah. That's what the a, fuck does that mean? Look it up. <laughs> you're going to you, tell, tell us. <laughs> so, so they, Have you heard of that, Brad? Um, only from her. <laughs> so they like sit on... I think this the, might be Lauren's fetish. <laughs> <laughs> no, so they sit on the, the counter or whatever. There's like a freshly baked dinty mortar cake or whatever it is out of the box. <laughs> Betty Crocker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where does this go? And then she just moves her butt back and forth on the cake and talks dirty to you, and then she just farts on the cake. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've, I've got a sex rope and some handcuffs, but I don't, that might be a different level of guess, kink no, than I'm comfortable like, with. The food porn is a whole nother level. Like, people are gross with it. People, There is people, like, women put forceps in their buttholes and open it. And for the, what? They'll pour fruity pebbles in that bitch with milk and eat it with a spoon. No. I mean, <laughs> right no. out of her anal cavity. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you know. Imagine. <laughs> this no. is not following the entertainment guidelines. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> this imagine, does sound entertaining. Imagine what her bowel movement afterwards. Like, you know. <laughs> it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I whatever gets you off, I guess. You know, I'm like all I'm all about it. Like, oh, go the, ahead. That's where I was going. So, so there are all the personals in like Craigslist. When Craigslist was a thing, people are so gross. Craigslist is still a, a thing, by the way. Like, if you go, no, I'm not against gay people or nothing like that or any of that. I would hope, but if you I would go, hope not. no. But there would be a lot of like men on there that would be married and go on there and be like, my wife is out of town for the weekend, and it would just mm. be like a gaping picture of their butthole (laughs) and and like i don't get it like if you're gonna you know like i feel like and especially in today's world so much easier to be open with that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like why be married and then you're what you know there's all that that whole secret society of all that weird shit like people don't just imagine having a poop fetish who do those people talk to they search for other people with poop fetishes you know what i mean like you know i don't want to shame anybody for their fetishes like you know it it is funny but like (laughs) you know like you imagine telling you somebody you love like babe i like i like when you poop on me you know like how do you yeah well like you know i've I've had different sexual experiences where there are things that i'm uncomfortable with like there's this girl (laughs) calling me daddy the whole time like can you just not like (laughs) Like, <laughs> like, can you just say Nicholas instead? <laughs> and it took her a couple of tries, but eventually she started. <laughs> but, you know, like, no shame for your fetishes as long as it's not hurting another person. Like, um, well, unless they're down for that. Like, I know there are. Those There's ones. some that. It just makes your pool a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah. There can't be that many cake fart people out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that, no, you know, that's a, a maybe. Maybe that's the Look thing. Look it up. There's a lot. Well, yeah. Maybe that's a that's a thing that's great about social media or like other things in general, like Craigslist. It's like, if there are people that only like this weird cake fetish, find each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't torture the rest of us with your weird 
think bowel it's movement. Things. <laughs> I think it's I, like we all know we we all know the start of all the fetishes. At least the mainstreaming of them was two girls, one cup. Like, <laughs> like it's something everybody knows, which is something I've never watched and refused to watch because I've heard about it in I've vivid detail. It. It, okay, like you only watched the first like minute of it. You just have to commit to that. Because the first, like, 30 seconds... I have seconds, no desire to watch It's it. not that bad. Okay, the first... You're, like, at first you're, like, what the hell is everybody talking about? This isn't bad. It's a normal porn that you've seen a hundred times. Two girls making out, whatever. And then and then it just starts. And then you turn it off. I have zero desire. People have tried to get me to watch that for years. I will never watch it. It doesn't get gross until they start vomiting in each well, other's mouths. I mouth. will never watch it for any reason whatsoever. I have a um, a, a brown goo phobia, and I, I thought like, you were going to tell me that's your fetish. I thought he was going to say I have a brown. No, goo I fetish. don't. I don't know if I have a real fetish. Like it's. It, he would never. Nobody talks about their fetishes. I mean, I'm the most open person you'll ever fucking meet. Like, I, like I, so far I do like um uh, restraining people. It is fun. <laughs> I think most <laughs> men like that. Yeah, it's a dominance thing. Well, no, there's a lot of men who don't. Exactly. Like, um, Brad, what are your fetishes? <laughs> I'm going to pass. <laughs> no fun. Lauren, you got any that you're willing to um, share? Hmm. You can say no. It's okay, clearly. <laughs> no, I want to think of a good one. <laughs> I, got, I guess I got multiple. I don't really have. No, I don't. Well, is there like a certain type of porn that you watch? Actually, no. No, and I think that that's another porn is ruined by by our phones. Remember back How in the day? How was that ruining? It makes it easier. No, because there's too many options. Because then you spend 40 minutes trying to, and it literally, it takes that 30 second great <laughs> part you find. <laughs> You're like, yes, after like 40 minutes of searching. <laughs> you know? How much back time? In, back in you the spent day, 40 minutes searching for a porn to watch? <laughs> Back in the day, you would have to like watch the scribbly porn and wait for that like. What's oh, a I just scribbly saw... porn? Why are you too young for the scribbly porn? What is that like? Like no, that was back letters when the, when the TV would be the only way to get porn. Oh. And if you're you weren't subscribed to HBO or Showmax, you had to get your softcore porn fix through wavy lines and <laughs> static. Yeah, you'd be like, oh god, there's a boob. I see yeah. a boob. The, I remember my oldest porn days was watching. Comedy Central after hours when there would always be like girls gone wild commercials and then I'd have to make quick work of it. Like, like, all right, we got thirty seconds, Nick. And, I mean, honestly, it wasn't a problem. But be excited for the commercials. Yeah, I'm like come on, I don't need to watch fucking. I don't even it was what show uh, weird were shows around at nighttime <laughs> yeah. on Comedy Central. You know, like Adult Swim. Yeah, like, they, they still have a bunch of weird shows yeah. like that. I. Like, wow, these are really just for, like, super stoners. Like, I don't know what most of these are. Why do people think that that's all stoner people watch is those weird shows? I don't think that's all they watch. I think that that's specifically designed for, like, young children just experimenting just, with weed. I think it's, like, made for a special type of people because, like... Is, are, you, are you saying you're into that? No, but I know more people that aren't than are. Like Robot Chicken. You guys know that, right? Yes. Like, that is a weird fucking sketch comedy show. <laughs> Very weird. But it's like, I don't, it, 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 maybe it's not for stoners, but it's definitely written by stoners. <laughs> like, I think maybe, which like, stoners might be an offensive term. Yeah. Maybe and I'm sorry like, for using it that way. People who want to expand their mind, open minded, or I don't know, creative. 
Yeah. Something. Well, no, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... The it's, same people watch anime. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even past just, like, the crazy stoner mm-hmm. after-hours cartoon shit, there's some really fucking weird shows. It's yeah. It's like this real sketch, improv, uncomfortable mm-hmm. to watch, and there's a huge market for it. I know. Like... I mean, like, I, I don't know if you guys ever um, consider yourself, like, uh, content creators of, like, if you guys could ever, like, write something like that. But, like, I've I've had some <laughs> some fucking weird fucking ideas for shit <laughs> that I've, like, talked about with my friends. They're like, wow, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like this could be on Robot Chicken or whatever those other weird shows are. <laughs> Which I, I don't want to – I don't mean weird in a bad way. I mean weird in a weird way. What was that way. show with George? Was it George? He's really weird and like British. He was you like, thinking of the oh, Great British Bake Off, the Mighty Boosh? Yeah, under that the you're talking sea. about. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that show was actually really good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but like um, example, like you know the Eric Andre show? No, I do not. I I think he, I've actually seen it on a little. That'd swim. be a good example of just it's so off the wall and mm-hmm. like the shock value and the uncomfortability of it is the yeah. appeal of it. Like like fucking. Back in the day when I used to watch this, um, like like fucking Andy Milanakis, right? Yeah, it's, it's like Andy Milanakis, but way weirder. <laughs> That's what's trending right now. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you guys fuck with Rick and Morty? I yeah. do like Rick and Morty. Yeah. I love Rick and Morty. Yeah, do yeah. you you like Trailer Park Boys? Don't you? I actually have not ever oh. really watched that. <gasps> I I hate that show. I hate <laughs> that show. I have tried to watch it. I have given it my all multiple times i'm like everybody talks up it's got to be good and there's been a few shows where i had to give it a second go around to really get into it mm-hmm. there is nothing entertaining about that show it's just <laughs> awful. it's not really good trailer park boys just set the stage for letter kenny which it, is fantastic i was gonna bring up letter kenny um i've seen a couple of his letter kenny and it's pretty funny but also like it is pretty it's acquired taste yeah it's you, got it's got that kind of watch it like at least a good season and then you're hooked yeah, like I watched a couple episodes and they're just like throwing a baseball around each other, clearly on a green screen. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, what is this? It's, <laughs> it's all about the banter. But yeah, they, they banter well on that mm-hmm. show. What um, what other kind of shows you guys fuck with? You guys fuck with anything uh, uh specifically? Shit's Creek. Yes, baby. I love Shit's Creek. Have you I, finished it? Yes, and I have watched it again, and I'm like, I just, I literally just put it on. I either it's put like on a, that. It's, a, it's a good background show. Yeah, it's either that or uh, the Goldbergs. I've um, like not seen the Goldbergs, but uh, Shit's Creek, I did uh, watch the entirety this year, um, and like, wow, what a sh- like, I cried at the end of that show. Yeah, have you watched? Did you watch the like? Um, they did no, like, I a special for like the end of it or whatever. Yeah, where they like are interviewed. Yeah, and they're all they were all disappointed because the show really hit after mm. like the fifth season after they had already mm. decided. Once it got like on like got randomly popular on Netflix. Yeah, and they decided to cancel it. They decided that the sixth mm. season was going to be their last season. They're like, damn. Like, Which is good though, like because like shows get drug out. Like um, uh. There's there's like a bunch of shows like The Walking Dead is the one that comes oh to mind. Oh my like, gosh! That is, I don't know if you guys ever fucked with that, but that is so <laughs> beyond. Dra- I used drug to out love right it, now. loved it like the first six yeah. seasons or so. <laughs> After Glenn died, it kind of fizzled off. Oh, I mean, yeah. Once Glenn died in that most violent of ways, yeah. in the like the worst, like, like, like they they. I, do you ever fuck with that show, Brad? The Walking Dead. No. <laughs> well, when Glenn died. 
<laughs> sorry, spoiler alert, but don't watch I the show. I will never watch it. <laughs> um, uh, but like they even saved, they didn't do it at the series or the season finale. They did it the first episode, and it was just like the most gruesome TV death. Like especially for like a show that's on cable, not like HBO or shit. And he's just like getting his head beat on with a baseball bat, and there's one point he's like, "Oh God, yeah," and I was like. What? This is a little too <laughs> dark, man. Like, I know was it's supposed like to be dark, FX but... or something, too? No, it was AMC. AMC. <laughs> Damn, AMC. Yeah. yeah. But uh, also, speaking of sitcoms, uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia just got renewed for four more seasons, which is which would make it the longest-running sitcom of all time, I That's believe. another one that I have to give another go-around. Mm-hmm. I've only tried to watch it once. Didn't really also get into it. Also acquired taste, especially now because some of it is pretty dated. You have to get through yeah. it. Like, like I loved it at first, and then it got to this point where I was like, fuck this. Like, speaking of Coors Light, there's, like, a season where, like, they're just hyping. Like, you can tell that Coors Light is paying for them. Because mm-hmm. they're, like, a bunch of montages of, like, yeah, dude, the Rockies are blue, man. The Rockies are blue. That means we're good. Oh, yeah, we're good. Like, okay, fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty well-fitting for the show. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is true. But then, like, it has that little moment in the middle where I didn't like it, then I started watching the end of it, and then it kind of got really good again and like almost beautiful the last episode i watched or whatever um but there is there is a very big lack of character development in that show only mac is the only one that has any development the rest of them are just constant shitty people that don't change (laughs) but mac you know he comes out goes back in the closet and then comes out again and then does this like beautiful dance performance and also um rob mcellenry i think his name is the character who plays mac like he got super fat for the sh- the show, like just for the show, and then he got super ripped again. Like, damn! Like, give that guy like an Emmy at least or something for doing that. Like, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> for the imagine. whole duration of the show. Like he started normal, then he got like really fat for the show. <laughs> Legitimately, fat, which I think it's really hard to get uh, that fat if you're like not used to that. Yeah, like if it would be for mm. me to try to get like that. Right, and then like imagine getting that fat, and then like getting that ripped afterwards like that's i mean props to rob mcellenry that's some dedication <laughs> he, perseverance. he probably has fantastic trainers yeah <laughs> oh yeah well i mean He's they got, got all the money <laughs> accountability partner but also like you know it's philadelphia and philadelphia did win the super bowl a couple years ago and i'm sure that was really great for them because that was their first ever super bowl not that we'll ever experience that here in detroit but <laughs> have you guys Sunday. are you guys into the marvel cinematic universe um do i like marvel movies yes yeah okay i like them up until now okay so if you watch i think they're like fizzling off no i think they're re oh there's a new character arc starting that's all Mm. i want to talk about you guys watch did you guys watch like the old spider-mans with like um uh, toby mcguire and andrew garfield those were better i just like i love marvel i like anything comic based just Mm. because i like that atmosphere but I am DC, just so you know. You're DC? Just so you know. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies were okay until they got to The Dark Knight Rises, which is the worst-named movie I've ever heard. Like, you could have done a, a lot more rather than just make trying to make it, like, a, a, a sell-off of one of the best um, comic book movies ever in The Dark Knight. But um, uh, anyways, so what I want to talk about is Disney just released, like, some information about the next uh, Spider-Man movie. Um, I don't know if have you guys seen the ones in in this universe. Mm-mm. I've only seen the older ones. Got you. Okay. Well, let me give you some context then. So Tom Holland is the actor that plays Spider Man currently. He's like a younger version of Spider Man, 
and whatnot. He's in like he was in the Avengers. Um, That's all I would know. Infinity Wars. His yeah. role in Avengers. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. And Endgame. And uh, but this new Spider-Man, they've already casted a bunch of people, and suspiciously. Or not so. They have casted Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield to play in this, along with Jamie Foxx and Alfred Molino, who played Dr. Octopus in the second Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. Which means that they are going into a multiverse Spider-Man thing, which have you guys seen uh, Into the Spideyverse? It's like an animated version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, in that one, um, he goes into like a multiverse, and like there's like five different Spider-Mans that come and help him defeat the bad guy which means that tony mcguire and andrew garfield are going to reprise their roles as spider-man along with tom holland there's going to be like Whoa. at least three spider-mans in this next Whoa. movie along with alfred molina and jamie fox as electro <laughs> uh, in this movie along with whoever else whatever else has and also kirsten dunst and emma stone are reprising their roles as the love interests which gonna is going to be hype dude the MCU <laughs> like you really should get back into it because like there was this like after all the comic book movies started coming out like it, it began like or the MCU movies like Iron Man Thor um Captain America like those they were really good for a second but then like there was this dull period but then Infinity Wars happened and whatnot and ever since then man they've been killing it and if they pull this off with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, who no one really cares about, but Tobey Maguire especially, coming back as three Spider-Mans fighting together, that's going to be so sick. Well, Marvel does have an overall plan in arcs yeah. of how, how they plan on doing this. They probably know the next 20 years what they're doing. Yeah. But it's partially about actor involvement, availability, and all mm-hmm. that. So, hey, I can commit five years to this project. Um, so I think that slower lull period was when they were resetting up the arc and yep <clears throat> introducing new characters yeah introducing Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther yeah. who Black Panther you know Chadwick Boseman dies died this year um but they're they also said that they're not going to recast his role which I think is a smart move um so maybe they'll have a new Black Panther or I, what I think is going to happen I think they're going to do all interdimensional shit and bring like a different Black Panther from a different universe over and somehow kill off Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Which is sad, because, you know, Black Panther was like a generational movie in terms of, like, the first movie ever to have, like, an entirely black cast other than mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking <laughs> um, uh, The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> what's, his, what's his fucking name? I forget his name. <laughs> but he played the... I think he played The Hobbit. Maybe not. Uh, Martin Freeman. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'm excited. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I not. I was never the biggest comic book movie guy until I saw Infinity Wars. And then I was like, wow, this was really well done. It's the biggest budget. Mm-hmm. So you already know for production value, you're getting your bang for your buck. Yep. Um, like, you're going to make money. They like, spend you- a lot of money on their movies. And usually they're on the cutting edge of any CGI that's happening, too. So mm-hmm. even, I think, it, like the first or second Thor blew my fucking mind with just the level of yeah computer graphics that they were doing it was crazy it was probably the first because the second floor or thor blue probably was the first <laughs> but it's almost otherworldly watching a movie with that high of a production value dude imagine like if you were back in time like or like back in the 1900s and like 
they were traveled back into the future and they saw this like you like like because the first ever movie that was shown in theaters was like a train coming into the audience and like everyone ran away in mass hysteria <laughs> like imagine like they something like even this know what they were looking at right imagine watching avatar back in the 1800s like it's an alien window you know avatar still has like 10 movies in pre-production yeah and it, that one came out on that they're waiting for well this next one that i think they already started filming there it's going to be like mostly underwater they didn't want to use cgi they want to use practical effects so they're waiting for the technology to come out to allow them to be underwater for that long or something which i don't know everything science fiction does truly drive actual science like it's it's really bizarre mm-hmm. or it foreshadows big time mm-hmm. like you because know, like you know you go into like uh being a scientist or like an engineer or whatnot trying to accomplish the things that you see in movies that like science fiction movies or whatnot and then you actually can eventually pull them off like you know um trying to like uh create jetpacks and whatnot you now we have we jetpacks there there is some science out there where you can teleport well you can teleport molecules which is the start of it. Did you see the time traveling? Like, they proved that time traveling is real. I did in, not. And in, in Antarctica, <clears throat> there's something with the... Oh, I did see that. Yeah, and like went back in time or something mm-hmm. like that. I think that's kind of cool. I mean, we can't go back in time. We're at the very basic of understanding of all that. Would it be weird if, like, I don't know, we go back in time? Would, but no, it'd be completely normal. No, yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it, okay, say we die, but then our kids want miss us, so then they bring us back. Oh, like, you think, you're talking some Black Mirror. Do you ever watch Black Mirror? No, people keep telling me to watch it, but I don't want to watch it when I'm by myself, because I It's get not scary. It, um, but, well, there's one episode that's scary, but... I tried to watch that house, the haunting... Haunting of Hill House? Or whatever on Netflix. Or Bly Manor? Wherever. Second season? Yeah. It was scary. Bly Manor was great. Bly Manor was great. It was even way better than the first one. I... Oh, that's a rare opinion. I agree, but that's a rare opinion. I got scared after, like, the third episode. When, like... You're not a big fan of horror, huh? No, I like it. I just, like, can't want to watch it by myself. I try to get my kids (laughs) to watch it. They're not about that life, so... Yeah, um, Bly Manor... Uh, Hill House was scarier... But Blind Manor was like so much more the story romantic, was more complex. Yeah, do you you finished it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that song at the end, the Cheryl Crow song with the person who was in the story the whole time, like being oh. revealed and this waiting for their lover to come back, like don't it really. Me. Now I know. <laughs> it broke me to brought me to tears. I didn't, it was intense. I didn't. I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> I don't okay. think the resolution in the first season was. I mean, it was there. Yeah. It resolved, but no, it was nowhere enough. near as well done as the second. Not season. a, not a, like a, a circular story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, we are in, and we have been in for a while. The golden age of television series, and like they're all gonna be, uh, like uh, every. I can't wait for like the next big Game of Thrones type series to come out. Me too, or like some like re- yeah, like a real in depth. Like, drama series like one that really encapsulates the entire zeitgeist like of like america or like even the whole world like i don't know what's supposed to be next but um i'd be down if they came out with the sopranos again i love that show yeah then Another from epic fail ending show yeah I, it's actually rated as one of the best ones i've, I've never watched the sopranos i know what happens at the end like i know it cuts the black but 
you know? It's such a good... Like, just the opening, like, song for that show was mm. probably one of the most bomb. But imagine if The Sopranos didn't cut to black at the end. It would probably not be talked about as much as it is now. Yeah. Like you it, always want to leave people wanting more. I tried to tell him that yesterday. Yeah, like, don't... Like, that's... It's a genius idea, because it, it probably sold... Made them so much more money, because, like, it has an iconic ending. Like, it's something no one's ever done before. Not that I'm saying it's the best artistic it's choice. in itself, though, was never done before, really. It set the precedent mm-hmm. for yeah, like, series. Yeah, like The Wire television. and Breaking Bad, like, all that fucking, like, anti-hero type shows, mm-hmm. which, we, which we've been dealing with for a long time um, now. Because, like, it, you know, for a while, every show was about a broken man that's trying to do best for his family. Or yeah, whatnot. like yeah. a heartfelt something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're shifted into... Um, different stories other than just falling in a, love with the bad guy you know yeah like. <laughs> or or more stories sent are um uh based around someone who's not an old white man uh <laughs> that can't deal with his own actions like now we got like some stories like it's, it's great like we got like a bunch of stories about like orange is the new black paved the way for like a story a female centric story yeah. When Orange is White Black. No, or um, the L Word started that. The I've actually L-word, never seen that. Oh, man, the L Word is What's one of my about? favorite shows ever. You got to watch the original one. I tried to watch the... It's about lesbians, but oh, it's nice. so good. It's it's so good. We that, all love a good lesbian. Yeah, but <laughs> no, there's one on there. I think her name is Alex. I, maybe that's the Orange is the New Black that one, is. but she is very attractive. <laughs> I would The be girl like, from uh, fucking... Orange is the New Black. Yeah, but she was also started originally oh, and yeah. fucking what that 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 70s show yeah she had red hair in the 70s mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. so it, it's definitely Donna. a common theme now that the antagonist takes the main role as the main character yeah so that's never traditionally been in storytelling right it's definitely a new development now it's trying to humanize both the protagonist and antagonist so like so like it, like the lines are wavy of mm-hmm. who you're gonna root for like that's what game of thrones did so well like yeah like they give you motivation for the bad guys and the good guys. Yeah, and by that end, you don't know who the fuck you like anymore. <laughs> right. They ended yeah. that. I think that ending of the Game of Thrones. People complain about that. I thought it couldn't have been any better. Are you serious? I am. I'm shocked. Get out. Get out. No. <laughs> turn the, who turn else? the mics off. No, because everybody wanted Jon Snow to have it, but in the but really, you want to give it to the the no drama smart one you know he never yeah the one that can see the future that just yeah. clearly just manipulated it for him no it just it, <laughs> it all i mean he... who should have killed the night king that's the only question you should ask yourself when considering if the season ended right oh, i like that Arya killed it yeah. no you don't yeah you <laughs> no you don't she's been training for that the whole entire show I that have... was the build-up for her so right. what it was what was john training for <laughs> to protect to a, fuck Daenerys Targaryen. He, <laughs> yeah. he protected. He was like the main everybody. Horrible. He just wanted everybody wanted him to be that person. That's why yeah, that it messed was, with it, everybody's Because it was head. meant to be. It was no. It that's see it all. Like we have three three different dissenting opinions on this, and um, uh, like that's the, the mark of a terrible show. They just rushed it because um, whoever no, they they just they were getting to work on Star Wars. Yeah, and then they got which fired they from got it. Fucked on, <laughs> which is because great. of how poorly they handled the end of Game of Thrones. But they also got hired on to um, uh, do this new series um, from this book adaptation, The Three Body Problem, which is like this uh, 
a book written by a Chinese person that's like won like uh, the Hugo Award um, a couple times, and it's about like extraterrestrials coming to Earth, and like it's like a bunch of flashback and flash forward type stuff. Which here's the thing, I think I'm I'm excited for it because they Game of Thrones was great until they ran out of source material because there's still two more books to be written. Um, but before that, like they're really good at adapting. But people are nervous about the, him them taking over the three body problem. But those books are already written, so mm-hmm. give me that content, baby. I think there's too many series that they're putting out right now because there's been some good ones that we've started to watch like that, like good, and just you know. But you get lost in all the other ones. I forget. But then mm-hmm. Netflix a year later is going to be like, oh, you know this. A new episodes of whatever right. show. I mean, what do you what do you think like the biggest show right now is like the, like maybe Stranger Things. Mm. Stranger Things is great. Probably is there's great. no front runner for biggest show. Right now. Fear number three. How <laughs> president one and a half. <laughs> All right, guys, we're on to politics. The yeah. third beer of the night. <laughs> the third refreshing Coors Light. The mountains are blue. Go purchase yourself a six pack today. Yep, um, uh, they're not sponsored, so don't. Um, but <laughs> so don't actually buy them because it's terrible beer. You know, it'd be really great if you guys would just uh, volunteer to be the producers of this podcast, where um, uh, we can. I think that's why he really invited me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, how well, I found out an hour ago that I was coming to be on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you found out an hour ago. She texted yeah. me way before that. <laughs> Maybe a couple hours. I didn't find out until um, 40 minutes ago that I was going to be on the podcast. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but to be fair, um, I have tried to get you on this podcast before, but then you got a new house or something. That is true. You, you both you both of you guys have uh bailed you. on me the the last uh like uh, an hour before. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome welcome to knowing us. <laughs> and yes. yet for whenever I was on your guys' podcast I was there every time. Mm. You're the host. Look at that. Well yeah, I'm the host of this one too. Exactly. You gotta be here. <laughs> yeah, that'd be actually there has been four episodes of this podcast that I did not host when I was doing um a, a sober month. And I had just some friends host it, which may, might happen again in uh, February. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see if I have the uh, audacity to do a dry February. So I'm not doing dry do January. I turned 30. You can smoke weed in February. That's true. I mean, I can smoke weed whenever I want. I do smoke weed whenever I want. But <laughs> yeah, but instead of drinking, you can smoke weed on your podcast and see what happens. <laughs> That's you, true. You'd be a lot more giggly. <laughs> so what's up with the political agenda? Okay, so right now, um, we so for politics, we pretty much encompass everything that's going on in the world that might be remotely political, including COVID. Um, so we are at the point where 300,000 people have died in the United States from COVID. Um, Russia has just hacked some of our political systems um, or, or, or some of our databases, which we, we don't know much about yet. And uh, the electoral vote is going on to vote Joe Biden as the president-elect officially, regardless of Trump's baseless <laughs> attempts to overthrow the election and start a coup. How do you guys feel about all of that? <laughs> I feel like only 1% of our population has died from COVID. Okay. I feel like it's not as big a thing as people make it is it, even, is it even 1%? Wouldn't it be a lot lower than that? No, you said... 300,000. Yeah. Well, there's... There's 380 million people in the United States. Yeah. So it's like so right now we're losing um uh, 
people at a rate that is like a 9-11 each day. Um, I know there's some people that don't think that, maybe you guys are included, that all, all the deaths that are happening with COVID are specifically COVID-related. But regardless, there are a lot of people that are dying from this. I just think that, okay, so you're going to stop people from going outside and living their life. So you're going to leave them in their house to get super depressed so then they kill themselves and die anyway or develop some sort of terrible habit because an idle mind is the devil's playground. So you put all these people at home with nothing else better to do then they're going to wrap in their self and start becoming self-destructive. Oh, yeah. My other podcast I do with my brother is called Well That Sucked. We always start it with something that sucks. And I did just say in this last episode that all every single, like, everything we're doing for COVID right now is stupid, including... The red states not closing down anything, and then the blue states closing down everything, and and strangling small businesses. When and large businesses, like all every supplier, everybody's running out of everything. Well, I mean, large businesses like Amazon and whatnot oh, yeah, are, well, are increasing their wealth tenfold. Also, <laughs> like, the plexiglass companies, <laughs> banking. <laughs> but yeah, exactly, and mass companies, banking. But mm-hmm. um. Uh, but like you That's can't I, I think it's so I think it's so fucking stupid to force all these places to close and what and not giving them any fucking financial support. Like if you want me to stay home, I get it. Like I understand that. But They'll, fucking pay me. They want people to self destruct. That's what they want. They want everybody to well, and then that, that 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 verges on conspiracy theory shit. Oh, I'm a huge conspiracy theorist and you knew this co- I mean, come on. Exactly. That's why I was excited for this topic. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like Australia, just they did this campaign to get to zero and they closed down their economy for um, a month and a half and they're at zero cases now and they have they're having musical festivals and whatnot and every and, and everything you can do. But you know what they did differently than the United States is ever going to do is they paid their fucking people to stay home. They subsidized, subsidized their businesses to pay their employees still to stay home and just shut down. Like, you know, if you like, I want to move to Australia, Them, they're smart over there. They put all the yeah. the con convicts and the bad people stuck on the island. They produce some smart ass people because there's no ever since they banned guns there there's been no they have way less violence there's no mass killings or nothing like that Mm -hmm. you know now they do this they're smart see like i'm and i'm I'm like one of those rare fucking liberals that is actually pro-gun but like you know (laughs) like it's 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 not the guns that are killing people it's It's the economic strife and that they don't have these 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 fucking billionaires taking all the wealth and forcing some people into poverty. Like, how are you supposed to be a small business right now, in in like a a, a blue state that is shut down? And you can't do anything, or can't make money for your business, and and expect people like like because there are businesses here in Michigan, um, that are going against the COVID uh protocols or whatnot, like and just opening anyway and saying like report us, like I get it. Like you have to, you have to be able to survive and provide for your family. Why, why is people, why are, why is Canada giving their, their citizens two thousand dollars a month, and why is people in Europe doing that same thing, but we can't agree on a twelve hundred dollars stimulus bill, for, <laughs> the second one we've gotten. Like, I mean, come on. Because we have a bunch of retards running our country, <clears throat> a selfish, <laughs> bunch of people running our country. 
we I was talking to him on the way over here that I don't know I sorry <clears throat> kind of butt into this conversation but um the whole we butt into this conversation America, you're part of this <laughs> I know I wasn't paying attention to <laughs> but America was built on the whole you know trying to get away from rule you know just to turn around and be ruled by the same thing I just don't get it yeah well like things are cyclical and um everyone needs to wake up and realize that 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 everything that we are voting for and, and whatnot like yeah there is a lesser of two evils i truly believe that but you gotta like i don't i don't know what the solution is other than uh, people like us running for office and not getting corrupted like i, I don't know like but money corrupts two years ago i was disappointed that trump trump got voted into office and two years later i was wishing that he would stay in the office like you mean at, four years later but whatever what no it was only two because he he had two more years that he could have gone right it goes in no four oh, four okay yeah four and four so oh, anyway. i know what i'm talking about don't i know, I know. <laughs> but anyway so whatever four years ago and um i don't know i i guess at least trump was honest about his downfalls you know he didn't care he would just talk about whatever. I don't know if that's better. My, okay, so like my personal opinion, I would rather have somebody who would who would openly say he wants to touch my pussy versus somebody who wants to hide and touch my daughter's pussy. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well that's that, that totally different. I, I I mean I don't I, I, I don't subscribe to any of, of those beliefs. What are you talking about? He's such a you think what do you think Joe Biden's out there touching little children's pussies? There's like 90 pictures of him sniffing little children. Yeah, you ever had a weird uncle before? No. I'm not Man. just I'm not I'm not yes. like Yes, okay, yes I have and he did bad things to me and he did bad things to other people and I know all these people that are coming out and you know Bill Cosby touched me when I was little. I will tell you, and I'm here to tell you, and I'm here to speak for him, that probably 98% of women, on, uh, at least in America, have been inappropriately touched at one point or another in their growing up. I mean, I like, Joe it. Biden does have some, like, like realistic se- uh, sexual allegations against him. But they're all running the child pornography. He's part of that. He's part of that whole... I mean, this is all, Trump this is all baseless. Trump that, though. You, this is... What are you talking about? <laughs> this is all baseless and evidenceless shit that is propagated by fucking social media, like QAnon shit, is what no, you're talking about. I feel right like now. that they just want to hide it behind COVID. Yeah, well, you feel like that, but is there evidence? Why are you saying anything? Oh, we were I'm in enjoying this exchange. <laughs> <laughs> you have no I know my shit, so if you want to come out with, with some conspiracies, no, I, I will refute them. I just because I feel like it, it's all they're all trash, and at the end of the day, it's all being rammed by the banks and Merrill Lynch and Johnson Johnson and all those people, mm-hmm. and not even really the presidents. It's just. Well, yeah, but like I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong for that, but like you're also propagating things like against Joe Biden that I can't subscribe to. Like that is, that is like you have no evidence. You're just saying it based on something you've seen on like Facebook or something, which is something we talked about earlier. <laughs> like you can't, you can't give me any evidence. Like there is one uh, person that has come out against Joe Biden that is substantial and. Uh, Tara Reid, like her allegations against him. And there's a lot. There's a whole lot that she... Okay, tell me one. Well, I don't know because I'd have to watch it, but... Okay, but why do you subscribe to it if you don't know it? Well, I guess I could because, like, that's just, like, 
okay, so so and so touched me when I was little, and I'm telling you that, but I don't have any proof again. So you're just gonna because he's been nice to you, you're just gonna believe him. What are you? Are you what? No, I'm not him, but like, oh, you know like, what, what I mean? That's like okay, so I okay, so I told my family. Yeah. But nobody. I would believe to, you. Yeah, you would, but you wouldn't. You say that now. Um, I don't say that now. I would. Believe, I, don't, I, don't I, know. I I know you, and I so, believe you. So just because she's the only person that came out and said anything, you're minimalizing mm. it. No, I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not saying that I wanted Joe Biden to be like anything. I'm just saying like, <laughs> there's like, wh- what's the difference between one, the burn. one, <laughs> one and like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, fifty people. Like, there's a difference there. Like, I, I'm, I'm, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure what Joe Biden did to Tara Reid probably happened. Like, I do subscribe to the aspect of believing women, um, and this is why I talk about the lesser of two evils because I do believe everyone that's come out against Trump is um uh, that probably happened too yeah but he doesn't he doesn't really say it didn't <laughs> well he does he's on record saying it didn't happen well. just like joe biden is too <laughs> like what trump said trump is not saying like but yeah. like you would be more inclined to believe what trump said because he's he'll openly if he did something he's like yeah i touched that girl's pussy or you know whatever the hell but then you know so if he's open about one thing, why would he deny something else? He's not open about it. He's denying it. He's, Trump has denied every single sexual allegation against him. So is, so is uh, Biden, but there's difference between 1 and 20. I think this whole conversation exemplifies the exact problem right now in the political climate. Yeah. Is there is so much misinformation flying around, and Lauren and Nick, you got, no, no one can prove hardly anything right now. Right. You can cite sources. There's no, hardly any good sources anymore. News coverage is fucking shit. It's mm. very difficult to find accurate, reliable information that you can actually believe without having to second guess it. So yeah. it's, it's very easy for people to get stuck into um, whatever paradigms are being propagated by social media or by the news outlets or by the politicians themselves. Mm-hmm. Um well, yeah, because like all the politicians are like these rich people that have been in politics for so long. Like you know, like you know, me being a Bernie Sanders fan. Like yeah, Bernie Sanders has been a politician his entire life. Like he he seems genuine, and you know, like yeah. But the main problem is you can't trust anything you hear anymore. Mm-hmm. That's that's why people are so fired up. That's why opinions are so dramatically different, and we can't just agree to disagree and be friends. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Well, like there's like I can I I am friends with a bunch of people that have different beliefs. Me like, um, Lauren especially <laughs> over here. <laughs> um, but um, uh, you know, like there is certain things that just are irrefutable that make me very mad. Like at least at least in terms of like I like I'm someone who's gonna believe science and I'm going to believe in things I freaking see, but. I think it's it's a big responsibility for everyone to really dig for true facts and to base your own opinions off of that. So how do we find true facts, I guess, is the question. Like, how do In we find a middle age, ground? it's so hard. Right. It's difficult. Like, I tend to trust, like, re- reliable re- uh, news sources that have been in their, like, field for a, a very long time. Like, they hire different and different kinds of – all different kinds of reporters – that are telling stories and like you know a lot of that for me is based on podcasts that i listen to where there's these independent field reporters going out and actually like recording evidence and like telling these stories and whatnot 
and I just you know like I've I'm someone who has recently started watching like CNN like never before in my life until the pandemic happened that I started watching CNN but um I see the bias that CNN has like mixed with the bias that Fox News has and I feel like it's it's um purposeful that they try to divide us equally because like it's a sharing pl- like everything is about who's going to get their fucking bag and like they mm-hmm. they they thrive and make money off of half of the country and half of the country going against each other like it's like it's like a it's like a symbiotic relationship that they have so i don't trust everything i see in cnn i trust things that i see, see from the podcasters that i trust in their own right <laughs> and the reporters that i trust in their own right I trust anything I can see with my own two fucking eyes. That's all I trust anymore. Well, we do live in a post-truth world. Like, you know, we like there's people out there that don't think 9/11 happened even. Like, and there's videos of planes going into buildings <laughs> and whatnot. Like, it's so whether whether it's a general state of affairs and confusion and whether it's people behind the scenes pulling strings, there's no doubt that everything's fucked right now. Everything is very fucked. Difficult I don't to really get information. It's very difficult to find the truth, and I think that's our obligation as people mm-hmm. to figure out how you grade what a truth is, and and that's it. Have, I th- you, have you ever seen the movie Wally? Yes. Well, no, I know about it, but I I know you got to watch it because otherwise, I feel like that's where our our, our world is headed. Towards everyone living in like a space station and just robots no, rummaging around our basically garbage. Basically, the humans in the movie are big, fat, lazy turds that <laughs> float around on like hoverboards. Yeah, like they, yeah. scooters. Yeah, they lay on ho- hoverboards and float in a circle. Mm. And there's a big billboard like the color of the day is purple. And then everybody puts on purple and they all have their screens in front of them and tell mm. them, and that's all they fucking do. And then there's people in the background who run all of this that actually are like you know have things and actually get to do whatever they want you know not wear purple for that day yeah um but yeah i mean and then because we're just essentially we're destroying our, our world and our earth and we're gonna have to find somewhere else to go or something to do here to be able to sustain but i feel like to do that we we're not going to be able to have the population that we have right now it's just you can't you can't take that many people and put them up like the Jetsons. It's just never going to happen. Oh, yeah. No, of course you know? not. So they're already weeding that out. You know what I mean? They're getting all the people that are like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that's where we're headed. Um, I, my opinion. <laughs> I think that's um, uh, I think that's a big stretch. I think that if you want to come down like a... Not in our lifetime, probably, but essentially we migrate. Right. Well, we have, we have more than enough space right now, but like if climate change continues to get worse and like the coastals continue to rise... In like you know like not in not in our lifetimes like Eve said like but in like a hundred two hundred years like we're gonna have a fucking climate war because like there's island nations out there that don't do produce anything for climate change or whatnot that are going to be swallowed up by water and you know like even even the best climate experts out there there is not the technology right now to curb car- climate change like we have to rely on figuring out different ways to eat carbon and you know like I'm, I'm Humanity usually finds a way, unless we blow us blow ourselves up with um, nuclear bombs. We probably will find a way, but um, it's just going to be creating 
everything is cyclical like you know the french revolution happened when there was too many people making a bunch of money in france and then the people started rioting and overthrew the government and that is where i fear america is going um and i don't know i don't really know of a way to avoid it without people like i mean you guys don't like her but like people like (laughs) bernie sanders or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez like coming in like just fucking just saying what is real like like clearly there is a bunch of people profiting over this pandemic right now like the billionaires have made enough money to like pay for everybody's rent in the United States over this pandemic to like do it like you know but like we live in this capitalistic society right now and I'm not telling I'm not saying like all these other socialist programs and whatnot are the the best way forward because you know i'm i've I've turned into more of a fucking anarchist in this way because i think we need a not that anarchy is a sustainable thing for the future but it might be a necessary reset Mm -hmm. like (sighs) i think people get too caught up in the partisan aspect of this because is there a world where is there a far right world where there's violence and no respect for people's individualism and their beliefs and etc yes Mm -hmm. is there a far left world where you can't say how you feel and everyone has to be exactly the same and there's an agenda to brainwash people yeah that could easily happen also Mm -hmm. so really the key is in being a moderate and evaluating the information how you see it well the thing is like being a moderate is like not what it used to be like but i mean even in like because you because you guys i know i know you guys and all the social aspects of being um uh right-winged you guys don't prescribe to remotely like in terms of like gay marriage drugs um gun or or, actually gun ownership is you guys probably do this. I actually, I don't know what you guys' opinions on gun ownership, but you know, I'm right winged on that. But um, it's so just it's, it's, it's this so. ec- economic shit. I think it doesn't even need to be a left or a right anymore. I I think is what I meant. Mm-hmm. It's a but it's forced to be like for it's, now. It's forced and it's uh, it's always been forced, but there it has to be a new way forward. Mm-hmm. The left and right thing isn't going to last forever. It's clearly breaking down mm-hmm. right before our eyes. So it's just like with any good relationship, there has to be some type of compromise. And these politicians are not compromising. We can't even get the mm-hmm. second fucking relief bill out. How long has it been held up? When do we? Yep. Get, when did people get twelve hundred dollars? Like and, in like fucking in, uh, April. How yeah. long can I can spend twelve hundred dollars in a day? Easy, right. Easily. So. Right. We can't even agree That's enough. That's less to, than a month's rent. We can't even agree exactly. enough to support our own people because we're so hung up on this left-right bullshit. So there has to be a middle ground, and that's what we have to find. Yeah, yeah, no, and and, and I I fear that we are uh, way too far away for ever finding that. Like there are people out now in the streets, like uh, the proud. You guys are you familiar with the Proud Boys? Yes, <laughs> proud of your boy. <laughs> like the no fop baby come on we're not <laughs> masturbating we're only having sex come on but, um, but they're out there like burning down fucking i don't think they're burning down plates they're burning down like uh black lives matter flags and um they're they, they were like four people stabbed in dc 
from like like I've seen some videos on it and it's it's I don't know it's just like a fucking weird sh- it's weird shit that I don't know how we cultivate or cull the the weird shit from happening because we because li- the weird it, shit is a direct outcome of what's happening right now yeah <sighs> just gonna get there's gonna be a never end of militant groups and far whatever side mm-hmm. extremist people. Because that's literally the environment that we're propagating. It's yep. you're either here or you're here, and then people then it becomes a social experiment. People want to band up with other people who believe in the same thing they believe in. And they want to prove that their side's right. It's the, it's the same bullshit. I think that anything that anyone can agree on, and I think this is the most important and first thing that we have to do, is straight up like make get publicly funded elections. And get rid of big businesses and big uh, super PACs and whatnot from donating into politics. Like that is the like that is the one thing that Bernie Sanders um, has been saying for a long time that I have not found one single person that has said against it. Like lobbying shouldn't even be a thing. Right. Yeah. Just like. I mean, I know it sounds scary to like, oh yeah, our taxes should pay for elections, but um, if they everyone has this, if everyone's on the same playing field, then you know we could easily just have whoever has the best opinions win rather than whoever has the most money <laughs> to win. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get very worked up and frustrated about everything, but if you don't have big lobbying corporations in the oil industry and like the NRA and you know even to put a, on a, a left left uh, winged thing like you know I mean I don't know I do tend to believe in most of those so I don't I don't have an ex- a direct example but if you take away all of that and you have just publicly funded elections then the people that are going to have the best interest in everything are just going to whoever has the best ideas are going to win and that's what should that's what should happen hold up hold up hold up it used to be (laughs) i'm pulling my hold up card let's hear it come on all right we're gonna break the stigma of split six and smoke some pot Tonight, <laughs> let's do it as part of our <laughs> third format. Um, I just want to talk about weed. Oh, yeah, actually, I do want to talk to you guys about weed because you guys are uh, very involved in the weed industry. Yes. Um, uh, Lauren, um, you do you, do you care if I tell where you work? No, I don't care. Go ahead. So you work at a weed dispensary, right? Yeah. Green um, farm. What's that? What's that like? Uh, just just briefly, briefly describe your job. Um, I sell weed. Wait, 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 legally. Legally. I sell weed <laughs> legally. Not um, allegedly. Medical. I work in a medical dispensary, so it's only you can only get medical weed. Um, need that. But, uh... I don't know. It's like any other, I guess. Okay, so it's almost like any other sales job or customer service job, um, but it's a, it's more, it's got a different feel to it. I guess you have a different, it's a different demographic of people 
Yeah. I guess we all have that one thing in common and it makes it different mm. because I have people, I have so many different patients. I have, you know, the low people that come in and buy a gram a day. And then I have people who make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year coming in to buy weed and not just people who sell it, but, uh, okay. No, like, you know, you have old, older women, grandmothers coming in. You yeah. know, I had a 15 year old patient the other day. Uh, you can get minor cards now. I was gonna say like, how does that? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I was like, whoa, because his mom was my age too, which made it, and his son was my son's age. So, and the the kid walked in there, you know, like he was hot shit, you know, and he probably shit. If I got to walk in the dispensary <laughs> when I was fifteen years old, I would have felt like I was hot shit too. But, um, you know, I love my job. It's different. It's I worked for the medical industry. I worked. For the Detroit Medical Center for um, eight years, and I don't know if I watch more doctors kill people or save people. And I worked in oncology and hospice, so I mean, I did do a lot, a lot of death. But with that said, I've seen Damn, a lot of experiments experimenting. I feel <laughs> like know? I yeah, I don't know you that well. Like that's a that's a crazy. Um, uh, I I didn't know you went through that much death. That's um. Uh, respectable um oh yeah i don't know how many i like bodies that i've put in a bag and put a tag on their toe and zipped them up you know and put them in the freezer or whatever i'm i don't even know damn all right well um uh thank you for doing that i'm i'm <laughs> I, thanks for your service, Lauren. <laughs> thanks. I, Nobody's I, I, ever I don't, appreciated that before. I don't know. That sounds that sounds job. like a lot. It is. Wait, how's that weed taste? Nick? But I'm just saying. Oh, okay. It tastes great, baby. So when I worked for them and I had good medical insurance, and I you know went to the doctor, but I'm telling you, all this shit was wrong with me. I had my gallbladder removed before I was 25. I have. Um, what else? I had surgery on something else. Oh, I had my wisdom teeth pulled and I ended up in the hospital for four days. But anyway, there is times where I went to the ER and they were going to send me home mm -hmm. until they found out I worked there. And then they kept me and did my surgery or whatever I needed. But the point being, if I didn't work there or if I had, a, like, now if I go in with my state insurance, they send me home. You know what I mean? They don't want anything to do with it. I don't Big believe business. in our healthcare system at all. Oh yeah, no, at it's, all. it's it's shit. We're in a, we're in a time too where there's a lot of bullshit, natural and homeopathic things floating around mm -hmm. out there right now, which are a trap. But there are a lot of emerging remedies and yeah, I won't say cures because that can't really be said. But there's a lot more resources available to the average person than having to go to a hospital. Having to go to a doctor, be prescribed pharmaceuticals, especially pain-wise. Like, especially pain-wise, pot is a great one. I yeah, mean, look, there's there's plenty of other herbs that are doing equally good work for people mm -hmm. and keeping them off of real hard pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah. I've I've been someone who's openly talked about me being medically addicted to um, opiates. Like I was addicted to opiates, which is what led me to weed. Yeah, like when I when I got off, like I luckily I had doctors that helped me like and knew what to do to get me off of it. But I don't know if I would have been able to do it without. Like that's right when I started smoking weed. See, my doctors got me on it. Like I've had back problems since I was eighteen. I was probably like sixteen. Um, but I 
you know, progressively got worse and they, they would prescribe me uh, painkillers. I would just call them and be like, hey, you know, my back's hurting a little bit. Oh, you want some Vicodin? Here you go. Here's a script for Vicodin. Yeah, dude, I was doing like four Percocets a day. Oh, I like, did. Like, I took, that's what my prescription was. I took three 10 milligram, well, people call them thousands, but the yellow ones, the Norcos, at a time, three or four multiple times a day mm-hmm. like i couldn't wake up like my whole life and then i was um it got really bad where i was on fentanyl norco oxy wait fentanyl's a prescribed thing i was prescribed fentanyl patches oh damn my, my one of my uh, my best friends died from that and uh so yeah so i um i woke up one day and i was everything that i strive my whole life not to be and I was a single mom with two kids, and I have no time or the room in my life to be able to go to rehab and get go that route. Mm-hmm. So I said, what am I going to do? So I was never a huge weed smoker. I mean, I smoked it here and there, but I was like, well, if I can get addicted to opiates, I can certainly build a tolerance for weed. You know, if I can smoke mm-hmm. that versus do this. So I literally, every time that I would, the withdrawals are fucking terrible. So I also told myself that it's the last time I have to feel like this. And every time I'd feel like that, I would smoke weed and I slept for the first two weeks. But after that, it was like, you know, yeah. I don't ever want to take a fucking, ugh, I take Motrin. I um, uh, I think I know more than most fucking people exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's the worst thing ever. That's and, what, that's what, that's what weed's great for. Like, it's like, it's a natural, um, like. I don't know the word, but like it gets you off of your dependencies of uh, other things. Like it's like it like nulls the the addiction. Yeah, you know, and it made. I remember when I first got off the pills and stuff, and then just looking around and like looking up in the sky, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like seeing the world for a a whole new way. Yeah, because you get like more color. Yeah, yeah, it was like the lights turned on in my life, and I'm like, oh my god, I've been missing all of this for years because your main focus is getting your pills you know you can't yeah. wake up with opiates that. dull your senses and wow. when you get off of them like i like i can experience this too like you know I'm, i was never like well though no, i was i was like an, a hardcore fucking opiate user but it was like medically um sanctioned which is fucking crazy yeah oh yeah um <laughs> because if i never had that like yeah i would have had pain but i wouldn't have had the pain of the being addicted to it for the rest of my goddamn life right and thinking about it and every time that you like are actually in pain and actually need it you still feel like a piece of shit <laughs> you know yeah, like, like like opiates like the whole concept of them is so fucking dumb yeah because they are just like yeah the pain is unbearable for the time being prescribe seven of them or whatever you know what i mean if it's a long-term mm-hmm. issue then they need to be treated yeah so it doesn't develop an issue like there is no reason that anybody should be prescribed opiates for longer than a week ever yeah ever exactly i i, I do totally agree with that because of what happened to fucking me like it was it was terrible yeah <laughs> you, you all... wake up one morning and you're everything you, you hate you're like Imagine you forget to take it, and then, like, how terrible you feel. Imagine you accidentally overdosed, and everybody remembers you as the kid who overdosed. No matter how great you lived your life or how Mm -hmm. good of a person you are, that's what they're going to remember. Especially if it's medically induced. Like, it's like, fuck. Yeah. And then, you know, your family's going to be kicking themselves in the ass. Which brings us back to weed as being something that, like, can... it, 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 It curbs it, like, and whatnot. 
Oh, yeah, like the the need for it. I know so many people in the industry, you know, that that what is what led them to the industry in the first place is getting a finding an escape from that lifestyle from, you know, um, my little brother um, killed himself from being sober and trying to deal with life and maintain his sobriety at the same time it was overwhelming and he couldn't handle it you know so people don't understand when you're a recovering addict the eternal struggle that you have to go through every day you know because you're constantly fighting those demons so that's yeah. an extra thing that nobody knows about you know so when you do something you put your your all into it you're doing that and this and you know and if somebody is just like oh you know whatever and dis dismissive or you don't get the credit that you think you deserve or whatever that really it puts 10 times that you know pain onto that person be especially recovering addicts because they're not used to feeling their emotions anyway so they don't know how to handle rejection mm -hmm. or failure or you know what i mean and just life and for my little brother but weed kind of like you said, it dulls that. It makes it a lot easier to deal with, you know, the anxiety of day-to-day -day life. Like, yeah, it doesn't it's, it's it makes it feel like because I'm uh, having those like cravings is like a physical thing and a mental thing. But doing weed, it for me at least, it just makes it a mental thing. Yeah. Like the physical thing goes away, but like it's still it's still in my head to do it. But like it doesn't feel like if I don't do it, I'm gonna die or anything. When I was using, which it, is, which is fucking awesome <laughs> yeah when or I shall i say fucking dope baby to get through the withdrawals <laughs> it was the the same thing i would smoke it and it would just mm. you know kind of like like you said you don't you think about it but you, i do it and i would forget like you know i would just smoke and then not get dumb but you just kind of get focused on whatever it is you're doing and you get mm. really into it you know like yeah. before you smoke weed and you look at your it doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore to do it like it like yeah. it, for me it's still it was still in my head but it doesn't hurt but even like day daily tasks like if you get up in the morning you're like fuck i got all these dishes i gotta do and then you smoke a joint and you're gonna like turn on some music you're like let's do these dishes <laughs> whoa <laughs> all right <laughs> emphasis on the do he put the, um, <laughs> I got some dishes over there later if you're that excited to do them. No, but I'm saying it makes the daily life a lot more entertaining. I need a towel, though, guys. Uh, uh, it's, it's okay. It's only a, a few more moments. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, dude, like, that's... I'm, I'm, uh, I actually haven't really talked to anybody that went through that before, uh, Lauren, so thank you for uh, divulging in that conversation. I'm, I, yeah, like, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, it makes your life just, you're like, oh, I got to go to the post office. And you're like, here I come to stop it, you know? <laughs> like. I wish I liked weed as much as, um, uh, I don't know. like uh, I, I didn't. I didn't used to. I'm telling you, I would smoke weed, and I would be like, this is stupid. Because I'd be sitting there, and I'd be like, man, I really want that drink over there, but I'm too high to get up and go get it. But you get, you get <laughs> past that. You really, you know, I smoke now, and I clean my whole fucking house, and you know, and yeah. I was telling him I smoke so much now that I'll, I don't even know if I'm high anymore, but sometimes <laughs> I'll like stop and I'll be like, I'm kind of high right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but you just, you know, it just becomes your day to day. It makes, for me anyway, it makes my life easier. I have 
chronic pain with my back and just in general. I suffer from anxiety and depression. I don't take anything. I was even telling him on the way here, I'm like, I just got to recognize, you know, your body when you're stressed out, whatever, your mind puts you in that fight or flight mode, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what really messes with your body. So, like, I was telling him, I was like, you know, I'm learning to recognize when my body goes into that and kind of you just take a second and you like just calm yourself down hell yeah dude that's like um so impressive that's that's really cool i'm trying <laughs> um uh, uh well i'm very um uh yeah no like i'm a little bit blown away right now sorry <laughs> i hijacked your hijack that's good no i hold up or whatever she's stoned you just said it <laughs> i just actually flung the beer all over that's what and brad currently smells like a brewery and i'm very apologetic brad we are are running out of time but we have a little bit of time for you to describe your relationship with weed if you'd like to um yeah i have a different relationship than we than you guys do <laughs> <laughs> so i kind of let that play out because i Thank I you. really do believe in um, cannabis and its medicinal properties, especially for illness of the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been in the weed industry for 20 plus years. So I've seen it from its infancy to where it is now. And always for me, it's either been a business thing or it's been um, that I just enjoyed the culture of it. Um, so I don't smoke lots and lots of weed <laughs> i'm like a one or two i actually i do guy. i do find that um uh, surprising yeah so i i have a rather <laughs> complex relationship with cannabis just because i've been in it so long like when i first started smoking pot it was not cool like you were yeah an outcast it was a not the right type of crowd um but it's it's so it's unique for me to see it now at this time where it's social so socially acceptable and uh, accessible right? Um, because it's never been that way. So I have a, a pretty uh, complex relationship. I don't smoke a lot, but I see a ton of value in it. And um, it's given me a lot of gifts throughout my life. Um, and overall, I just see it as a really wholesome thing. I yeah, more, I more just wanted to get your guys' conversation. No, 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 that was great. Um, uh, and also that is that is essentially what weed is. It's just it is a very wholesome thing. Like once you're, it's like you get not into bad, it. dude. It's the stone and not the corona. Yeah, okay, that's how we started it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's perfect. <laughs> Agreed. Are we going again? Yeah, we're going again. Oh, good. Great. Sorry, we had to stop. I don't know what happened. Where are we we going, don't know guys? what happened. <laughs> um, I'll wrap up what I was saying though. With mm-hmm. um, there, there's different. Cannabis can play many different roles in your life. If you're someone like me who smokes, you know, here and there, or you only use a little bit to curb, you know, mental stress or fatigue or anxiety or just to add a little bit of fucking excitement to your life because exactly. being high is cool. Um, or if you're using it for more extreme medical purposes, there's a lot of people that fall into that category. So it's pretty cool to have something like that that's not quite as disastrous as alcohol abuse or pharmaceutical abuse. It's a little more natural. It's a little more chill. And uh, it's just good to see that that culture is being accepted. Yeah, dude. It's really it's really great that we live in a society now that is slowly progressing towards that. Like, it's like, um, so like when our parents were children in like the 70s and whatnot or what or whatever, 60s, 70s, like weed was like, st- like still like pretty much okay. 
But then there was this period of the 90s to 2010s where weed was, like, fucked up. But now it's coming back. It's like, it, like I said earlier, life is cyclical. Cyclical. <laughs> and um, uh, weed's about to be legal again federally. Um, assume, I mean, if the Democrats win the runoffs in Georgia and get control of the Senate and the presidency and the House, weed will be legal within the next four years. We definitely need to find this thing. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> this would be a killer vape, weed vape. If it was weed, this would that would people would buy the shit on it. Call it blow. Let's call it split <laughs> six, everybody. Let's because split six. <laughs> this yeah. is the end of the split six Aww, podcast. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. So, thank you guys for splitting six with me. Um, uh, Lauren, where can we find you and follow you and anything you want to promote? Um, <laughs> Brad, where can we find you, follow you? Anything you want to promote? I have zero personal accounts. Don't look for me. <laughs> um, but you can check out my company at Kush Gear Life. Uh, we specialize in all cannabis branding, marketing, etc. Best in Michigan. Check us out. Definitely check them out, everybody. We're going to make them make some shirts for this podcast eventually. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Nick Wagella. You can find me at Nick Wagella on Twitter and Instagram. Follow my other podcasts, Well That Sucked, wherever you can find podcasts. Follow my other, other podcast, 10 Dap Challenge, on YouTube. We're going to be back eventually. And if we're not, um, uh, I'm going to be really mad at these two people, and I'm probably going to delete this episode in the future. But um, <laughs> thank you guys for um, uh, splitting six with us. And remember, it's more important to listen to somebody else than it is for them to listen to you. We'll be back next week. Love ya.